0: So there's basically two main avenues of removing carbon from the atmosphere. One is um, a host of biological methods. So uh, we can use our natural ecosystems, trees, and soils to to remove carbon. We can also use um, engineering strategies to build machines that will take carbon out or capture carbon from power plants. And then we have to pipe it and sequester it underground. So people have begun to discuss carbon removal or taking carbon out of the atmosphere simply because we've put so much carbon into the atmosphere. And um, it was about, in the, in the past decade, um, models that we use to understand what's happening with climate change and what options we have began to show that we actually needed to start removing carbon. It's really hard to wrap your head around what kind of scale of emissions we have. We have um, about over 1,400 billion tons of carbon in the atmosphere. And we're putting in 40 more gigatons or billion tons each year. So with that much in, we've got to figure out how to take some out. Most analysts would say we have to use a whole portfolio of strategies. And sometimes people present these as if they're a menu, but actually some of them might compete with each other. So it's really complicated, and researchers are working on figuring that out. So some researchers in the past decade have started modeling what it would look like if we blocked incoming sunlight. So the way you might do that would be to inject particles into the stratosphere, which is a layer of the upper atmosphere, that would reflect back some sunlight out into space again, which would cool the Earth. However, it wouldn't um, lower carbon concentrations in the atmosphere. We'd still have this extra carbon, which would still be making the oceans more acid. Um, But people are are looking into what the effects of that might be and if it might lower temperatures and buy us time to remove carbon and cut our emissions. So some people would argue that Talking about these climate engineering strategies would just steal energy away from mitigation. Um, and I think that's a real risk. I don't think it necessarily has to be that way, but I think that there the possibility exists that people would use this discussion um, to distract us from cutting emissions. The way I look at it at it is that we need we know we need to cut emissions. Removing carbon um, would be one step further than that. It would be cutting the emissions to zero and then taking them negative. And in order to actually bring them negative, um, you need to power these processes by renewable energy. So you'd have to be scaling up renewables at the same time as doing these other things. I think that if we were aiming to capture carbon from the atmosphere on the level of 10 billion tons a year, for example, which is what these models say we would need to Um, stay within 1.5 degrees Um, we might want to be looking at powering those processes with nuclear energy in particular because if you imagine the the amount of energy from renewables um, needed to capture capture that carbon and pipe it somewhere um, that would entail a huge amount of land you'd be putting solar panels or wind turbines over more land and we we need that land to, to farm and to do other things with. Um, habitat for species, for example. So I think nuclear would play a really strong role in any kind of direct air capture scale up.